Welcome to the 902 Podcast, the official podcast of the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Captain John Vick, and I want to thank you for listening. This podcast will give you an inside look at LSO with topics and guests to discuss public safety issues impacting Lancaster County. Be sure to subscribe for highlights on news, cases, and the people working for you at LSO. You can also follow us across social media at LSO Nebraska on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Welcome to the 902 podcast. We are in studio today to talk about automatic license plate readers. As usual, Sheriff Wagner, Chief Deputy Houchin, thanks for being here. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a return guest to the show, Sergeant Jason Mayo. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. So Jason heads up our criminal interdiction unit, uh, spends a lot of time up on the interstate, but uh, really a lot of other places around the country. I mean, the crimes that you guys interdict here end up having, like we talked in a previous segment, an impact all the way across the country. I mean, you guys just recently got back from uh, West Coast. Yeah, California for a week or so. Yeah, so uh, just a lot of a lot of things that uh, are passing through Lancaster County Sheriff on, on Interstate 80. And, um, you know, things that uh, we, we like to, you know, go about our normal day and, and go to work, drop our kids off at school um, and pretend that they don't happen here. But uh, in reality, some of those things are coming right through Lancaster County. Well, every some day. of them are destined for Nebraska and Lancaster County. Some of the narcotics and other uh, criminal activity is destined for our, our location. So yeah. the work that the interdiction unit does is uh, it has a, a really significant local impact but it has a really significant national impact, both the source of the uh, contraband or crime and the uh, and the proceeds uh, of that crime. So it's really a worthwhile unit. So that unit has a number of tools at their disposal. You, you know, you guys use you guys use canines. Um, you've got some X-ray equipment for vehicles um, if you're needing to check stuff. But another tool that you guys have used for a number of years now are license plate readers. Yes. And um, so th- I think there's probably a lot of people that are that are listening to this show and, m- you know, maybe maybe they have an idea of what license plate readers are in their mind, but uh, I know there's a lot of misconceptions and and uh, and maybe some just bad information out there. What What is a license plate reader and what does it do? So currently uh, what we've had or what we have now and what we have had since... 2017 yeah february are plate readers that are called their mobile units yep but same camera same everything and what that does is as vehicles roll by it's running video and it captures it's it's trained to capture on the plate okay of a vehicle so when it does that and it comes by um you'll be able to see a picture of the license plate and wherever that's mounted whether that's the front bumper or the rear trunk or bumper of a vehicle, mm-hmm. you get a small picture of that specific plate okay. that will upload into the system. And then that's what you have is a picture of a, of a plate of a vehicle that's time and date stamped wherever it's at. So what, what is the benefit of, of having that information? What can we do with that, that image of that plate? Well, I, the, the main benefit is that the, the system is tied directly with like our, NCIC program, which is it would for people who don't know what house like a stolen autos, um, amber alerts, uh, missing endangered people, mm-hmm. uh, wanted vehicles for for whatever purpose that are internationally, mm-hmm. um, 
could be from a local source, but it's in a, in a national database. So when those cars come by that are spe- that crimes tied specifically to that plate, yep. um, that will alert us and let us take some action as we're out there with it, right? As opposed to um, seeing it later okay. or, or someone telling you that it passed by. You're actually right there and able to do something with that information. People are going to wonder, what you know, when that pops up, are you getting – uh, registration information. Do you know who rents or uh, owns the car and where they live and all that? Or do you have to do some follow-up work, especially on hits? You don't just make a traffic stop because there's a hit on the license plate readers, do you? No. So the, how, it, how it works is, is we have a lot of, the technology we have is great and, and we've had it for years, whether that's a, a local, Nebraska has one called NCGIS and then NCIC, but ways to check uh, the registration of, say, a license plate. None of that comes up. All we have is a picture of a plate number in the system, right? Um, so in order to verify that, it, that a vehicle is stolen, uh, verify that it's the correct vehicle, the correct state, you have to go outside of that system completely to another controlled system, which is the NCIC or NCGIS or, or something like that, to verify that one, the plate, you have to look at it, be sure the plate's correct with the state, because oftentimes, say, Oregon, for example, is the same um, numbering and lettering as Nebraska. So is Georgia, three and three three letters, three numbers. So mm-hmm. you might get a plate that'll come up and they'll say, oh, it's stolen. And you look at it, it says stolen out of the initials of Oregon. It's like OR. So you have to look, oh, is this an Oregon tag? Yes or no, right? So right. you'll get a lot of those where it's a, it's correct. It's a stolen plate number, but it's the wrong state. So those are things you have to independently verify. Um, and even if it does come by and say stolen, then you go through NCIC, check, mm-hmm. be sure it's still reported stolen. You can, and then we reach out to the agency to be sure, hey, is this active in NCIC? When was it entered? So there, there's there's things you have to do. It doesn't give you a probable cause to, to stop a car, reasonable suspicion to stop a car just based off that. It provides good, there's good checks and balances in place. Right. So that uh, innocent vehicles or innocent people aren't, aren't randomly being stopped. So there's a, there's a camera sitting on your car. Correct. That looks at license plates. Yes, yeah, so they're just aimed. Um, they're, they're at a set location on, mm-hmm. our, on our vehicles. They don't. You know, it's not like a robot where you can move them around. Um, they're at a set location, um, tightened down so they don't move. Obviously, the road's rough. There's mm-hmm. the, the median's rough. There's there's big bumps in the road, especially this time of year with the potholes. But so that camera's at a specific place, yep. um, mounted in a, in a position where it's going to get the most reads off license plates. Because otherwise, you're not nothing is saved other than, like, say it's running uh, a video feed 24-7. The only thing that's saved on that is each license plate everything else is just gone, right? So it's not like you can go back and look. I want to see it, the video. Mm-hmm. There, there's no such thing. All it is is the pictures that are taken. And so then it takes the license plate numbers that it sees, and it compares those against an existing law enforcement database. Correct. So how is that any different than if you were just sitting on the side of the road and looked at a license plate and then typed it into the law enforcement database? It's exactly the same thing. So yeah. really, the way I look at it is we're just – leveraging technology to do what is already done by deputies. Right. Um, but on a, on a, a higher volume basis because a, the, the technology can do it more efficiently than, than what you and your deputies can do. Right. And the advantage, yeah, it does it a multiple times when you're up there as opposed to say a car goes by you and you don't read the plate because you're not used to reading an Indiana plate with six letters and, and three, um, or six numbers and three three letters on it, mm-hmm. and you can see that picture, mm-hmm. and then you can check to see, as opposed to maybe you have to get out in traffic and follow it for five miles sure. to get the plate number again. 
be like, oh, is this what I read with my eyes as it went by? Yeah. You have that photo right there, and you're not buzzing all over the place to try to catch up to it. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to this. We'll get to this later too. But um, I know one of the one of the allegations or the the criticisms of of LPR technology is that it it would increase policing and that you know it that can have a a, a different effect on certain certain demographics of the population. And I guess when I look at it that way, rather than having a deputy sitting on the side of the road and and whether intentionally or, or not, you know, we talk about implicit bias and things like that. If you're looking at a car, um, you have to, you have to use your eyes and say, I want to look at that car's license plate, write it down, run it through the database and see if there's you know an issue with it versus we take the human element out of it. And we're looking at all of the license plates that are coming by us and, and comparing those against that database. Correct. So it's almost an argument against right. um, that, that implicit bias that, that we could be interjecting unknowingly into which, which license plates we're running. Correct. Yeah. Um, we've had these for a number of years here, but this technology was not new. No. When, when, did, when did this stuff start? Well, it started in uh, uh, Britain in 1976, and um, it started being... Uh, uh, utilized, I believe, in the early 1980s in uh, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. It really took off in the United States and became affordable in the 2000s. And the coast, east and west coast, really uh, jumped on it. And uh, a, lo- a lot of law enforcement agencies started to uh, utilize them at that point in time. And so they're using it again for you know stolen license plates um, or, or stolen vehicles. You can identify those. Um, Amber alerts, because with, with an amber alert, there's a vehicle that uh, is typically, you know, involved in that. Um, I saw a, I saw a statistic on just crime in general, and it was saying that more than 70% of crimes in the U.S. involve a vehicle. And, you know, when, when you look at just that, that percentage of it, whether that's someone driving to a crime, leaving a crime, um, kidnapping homicide, sex trafficking, theft. Yep. If 70% of those crimes are using a vehicle, that's a pretty, pretty important piece of the Mm -hmm. puzzle that we're trying to put together as law enforcement. Yep. So yes, several, several other agencies have been using this stuff for, for years. Um, we're, we're probably late to the game. If if anything, the Midwest is, there is a, uh, dark hole there with, uh, license plate readers, um, because, like I said, on, on the coasts, uh, they're all they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say the southern border, uh, historically, the southern border and mm-hmm. west coast, east coast, south. I mean, it is they've been around and still use very very often, and they have amazing uh, success stories off of those with, with very 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 serious crime. Right. You know, in states with toll roads, they use those things all the time to. To, uh, you know, monitor the vehicles that go by to see if they're, uh, have, you know, have a pass or mm-hmm. not. And I know I've received tickets in the mail from uh, the toll road around um, the airport in Denver. Sure. Um, because they don't give you, there's nowhere to stop, and they just mail you the the fine for yep. or the toll. So Yeah, not a fine, but the toll yeah, for, the toll. for, for exactly. using the road. And to be clear, like here, like our purpose in this, we're not a, so the Nebraska law would parking services um, from different cities or metropolitan areas are exempt 
from the license plate reader bill mm-hmm. and how it's enacted. Um, these are not being used for any kind of traffic enforcement. Right. They're not being used. They're not speed cameras. There's no speedometer in mm-hmm. these cameras. There's no, um, we're not going to mail you a fine. Right. Uh, because we see something that's that's not right. what we do. Uh, City of Lincoln, I believe, or the, the, the company that they utilize for their services has that. And for that, parking. For parking. And those would be the people that uh, would mail you a ticket or they use it to see if your car's got outstanding tickets and, and you get towed. But well, that, that's not what these are used for. That is a good point, though. So, well, and, and we need to say... Why are we talking about this uh, so strongly right now? It's because we have uh, got permission from the state to put up six uh, cameras on the interstate. And so that's kind of, instead of just having them on the cruisers and when uh, Sergeant Mayo's uh, team's up Mm -hmm. there and and they're being used there, but when they're off duty, they're not being utilized. There's, you know, they're sitting there and not being put to work and these will, and that's the reason why we mainly coming on here and, and talking about this because it's kind of hit into the public's eye and we had some misconceptions on things. We had to, you know, we had to get several different layers of approval from the county board mm-hmm. uh, to enter into a contract with the company that provides these and an agreement with the state uh, to, to mount these on a permanent basis um, on, on the interstate. So uh, th- there were a number of different public forums where this was discussed um, and, um, people were able to voice their uh, opinions of it. And we'll talk about specifically where we're, where we're looking at, at putting these coming up here, but getting back to, to Jason's point on, on some other uses of this, and Sheriff and Chief, I know we were talking, we're looking at using this for a law enforcement purpose, but whether people in Lincoln realize it or not, there, there's been license plate readers in Lincoln and Lancaster County for quite some time. Oh yeah, their car washers use them. So if you're a member of a of their uh, club, mm-hmm. uh, it reads your license plate and says, "Yep, that's a member." And they process you through mm-hmm. parking garages. In some businesses, have license plate readers to uh, you know to identify some of the demographics of their of their clientele. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, should they get robbed, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a good record of vehicles entering and leaving that facility. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's in uh, private industry a lot. Yeah. I like some of the retail, um, have the plate readers to let them know that, Hey, this individual in this car have come and done shoplifting before. And it gives them a heads up that here they, here they come again. And those, those places don't have access to law enforcement databases no, like we no, do. No. So they're, they're getting information basically probably from their own thing. So they're building a list of a car that they know has been involved in this before, or like you said, a member on a, right. a car wash thing. I would imagine, and I'm just sort of guessing, but just like we have national, national databases for stolen cars, wanted people, missing persons, that the retail industry, that private industry, they have created their own databases of regular shoplifters, mm-hmm. uh, different clientele that they want to target, uh, that, that sort of thing. So... Yeah, it's 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 just using a different set of database than we would. And so just like those businesses have them in fixed locations at car washes right. and, and parking garages, that's what we're looking to do is rather than having them on the mobile unit on a on your cruiser, Jason. Correct. You know, we're looking at some fixed locations. Um in the state that we can actually mount those um, next to the interstate. So where are we looking at, at putting these? Uh, well, we're, we're trying to focus on on us, obviously, because Lancaster County is our area of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we would like to have coverage 
between Omaha and Lincoln and cars leaving and going that way and also cars coming back in. That's usually the two, what's the two biggest population bases in the state. And a lot of our crime in the county and in the city um, seems to kind of float back and forth between those two places. And we feel the highest traffic volume that directly affects us is coming through Interstate 80 um, on, a, on a daily basis as well. So it's a, it's a huge feeder for um, bad things that happen yeah. um, and could happen so, in so, our area. So essentially east of us on Interstate 80 and west of us Correct. on Interstate 80, and, and they'd be in fixed locations. But again, th- these, these cameras, these automated license plate readers, would essentially be doing the same thing that if, if we decided that it was important enough to pay a deputy to stand in a spot or sit in a car for 24 hours a day. These cameras are doing the same thing that that deputy could be doing. Much, much quicker, much, much more efficiently. More efficiently and, and cheaper for the taxpayer. Yep. Um, so and, I, and, you know, some people are talking about some invasion of privacy, but you know, the United States Supreme Court has um, ruled on that, that uh, it is not a Fourth Amendment violation to have uh, your plates read. You don't have a right to privacy on a public roadway. And I think a lot of that comes probably from the misconception of what these cameras do and what they don't do. And you started talking about that a little bit ago, Jason. But so just to clear up, you know, are, do these cameras for us do facial recognition? No. No. Okay. So if, if I'm driving down the road with my family, one of these cameras sees my, sees my license plate, it's going to snap a picture of the license plate, but it's, it's not going to be able to, to tell who is in the car. Right, that's what you're getting. I mean, it depends on obviously where your car's at with where it's red, but the likelihood that the, the picture is of the back one quarter of your vehicle and primarily the, the, the trunk and, and, and tailgate, that's, that's probably the most that you're going to get. I've, you rarely find a read that you can actually even look through any kind of windshield. It doesn't, that's just not how they take the pictures. Let's just say that by some circumstance it caught the driver's face. Are we comparing that to any sort of facial recognition database? No, no. So, so even in even in the unlikely event that someone's face, you know, ended up in one of these license plate images, it's still not being run against any sort of AI, you know, database or, or being sent somewhere. Correct. Okay. So, what about you know we we talked about the the personal identifying information, um, the names, addresses, things like that. So this is. This directly is not, it's not interfacing with, you know, you're not getting that information popping up to you um, as far as checking a registration. Right. With, with someone's name and address when they see the license plate. And, and that's kind of a big misnomer is a lot of people say, oh, there's so much, uh, it's invasion of privacy. They're going to know who this is and where they're going. They're going to follow you from church and do this and that. The only, if, if someone's really, really wanted this and they're the best, super hacker in the world that breaks into the same housing that, that, that the national database is stored in with license plates with the FBI. It's, it's the same place. It's where they, they house this data. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're going to get is a big disappointment because they're going to see a picture of a plate. Right. Right. And they don't know who that person is and they don't know where that person lives without having access hacking, to the other database hacking into a different database. And so there's no way that, you know, they say, Oh, they're tracking where they're going. It's not, you, this license plate was at that location at this time. Mm-hmm. That's all it tells them. It doesn't tell you. You don't know who's in it. You don't know where it's going. You don't know if they're going to turn right, turn left. You don't know any of that. It's not like a drone that follows you, you know, 
across a whole trip. It's right. one, one photograph of a license plate at one point in time at this specific location. What about, what about immigration status? I mean, you know, there's a lot of um, talk about immigration now and, and undocumented immigrants coming into the United States. Can we use this to figure out who's a citizen and who's not? No, I mean, there's nothing, nothing we tied to that unless someone's like a, a wanted fugitive. Sure. And they're tied to that place. That are, that's already on some sort of database. On a wanted list mm-hmm. uh, for, for like a felony warrant. Okay. That would be it. And you touched on the traffic enforcement thing already, but I, I saw already some some comments in the media and, and some social media stuff that uh, I think people were concerned that they were going to get a maybe a speeding ticket or get a ticket if their license plate was expired. Anything that, that we're going to be doing with that? No, I mean, we have no way to track that yeah you know and these aren't set up to it, it's not a it's not a, a speed camera correct not a, it's not a red light camera if it slows people down we could say it is but it's sure not, it's, I mean, not we're, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's doing nothing we'll, of the we'll, sort we'll, we'll take we'll take traffic safety anytime but uh um but that's certainly secondary and, and it's not it's not gonna automated it's, it's not an automated process like you said with the, the toll road sheriff to to send someone a, a citation in the mail right If you want a challenging career, a career where you can make a difference in your life, your family's life, and the lives of those in your community, come and join the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. To learn more or to apply, visit us online at www.joinlso.com. What about the data itself? Um, how often is that deleted, you know, the, the photos of these license plates? So ours, ours is set up pursuant to the state statute, and so the state, when they signed the bill a couple of years ago, they wanted a 180-day retention period. So every six months, the data is automatically purged from the system. So the only way anyone's data is saved after that 180 days mm-hmm. is if that car is entered for an ongoing investigation, okay. right, for some criminal behavior that's already ongoing mm-hmm. with a case number and, and assigned to the specific investigator that says, hey, this data is important to us and we want to keep it. So if you know somebody is in a, in a criminal enterprise and using that vehicle a lot, that's when a, a chant, time you would enter that license plate into the system and help you with your investigation. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that's, that's when it just would not be deleted. There's a lot of uh, back and forth about the retention period mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, the one side will say, well, privacy concerns, this shouldn't be just stored yeah. forever. Um, the, the only issue we have with that is a lot of times crimes are belated. Sure. And so if you have too short of a retention time, um, you might not realize that someone is a suspect in a crime until a body's found. Yeah. Maybe that body's found six months later, eight months later. Well, if it's eight months later, we got nothing for you yep. because of how the bill's set up now. If, if it falls within that six-month time frame, you'll get some up to that date. So it's, it's really for, for law enforcement investigative purposes the longer that retention period is the better just because of the belated behavior the belated nature um, of a lot of these cases that we deal with well let's talk about the case down in texas where the um son murdered his mother yeah and was driving up and i believe trying to go to canada or north dakota south dakota one of those places and he had her body in the trunk right now it went by one of you guys up there correct yes but it, go ahead and explain what transpired and, and why retention is so important on this. Well, in, in that case, as maybe last year, but um, an agency from Texas where the crime occurred, they were aware that the son was 
had left. They suspected that maybe he was involved in the disappearance of his mom. So they privately, they as an agency, entered that as what they can enter as a hot plate. Say, hey, we, we, we're interested in this car. We want to know if it goes somewhere because of this active investigation. But they didn't have enough to enter it as a wanted plate through the national uh, system. But they came through here, and they saw that it hit our plate readers because we shared data um, with certain law enforcement agencies that sign a, a MOU. Um, but anyway, they saw that it hit our plate reader, and they called our office said, hey, where are you guys at? We saw this hit a vehicle there, and it's going, which way was it going, et cetera, et cetera. So we were able to basically tell them, hey, that went by us 45 minutes ago. It was headed westbound on Interstate 80. So we called the head of the state patrol, and that's when they got in a pursuit was that, that uh, the son and eventually wrecked and found his deceased mother in the trunk of the car. What are some other, you know, case examples that, uh, that we've, we've had success with this technology here in Lancaster County? Um, previously to that, we had the, almost the exact same scenario where it was not quite enough for an Amber Alert, but an agency in Illinois had one entered, and it was on a missing endangered uh, child that they believed was being um, sexually abused. And they called us the same thing, that this, hey, this went by you. Where would it be at now? Called ahead the state patrol, stopped that guy, or actually contacted them in the rest area in York about an hour later where she was being raped in the bathroom. Um, but they caught him in the act mm-hmm. of doing that. She was a uh, 15-year-old runaway who he'd kind of taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but they caught her or caught him because of that. Um, we've, I would Go ahead, Ben. Oh, well, we had uh, um Gold bars, silver bars, and all uh, a bunch of money stolen from a uh, residence here uh, in the Roca Hickman area. Uh, a boyfriend was living with his girlfriend and her parents, and he still stole about a hundred thousand dollars worth of property from them and took off. And we ended up uh, being able to f- figure out he was uh, in Florida off a license plate reader, and also. Um, Ended up, he took off, bought a different vehicle uh, with the proceeds he stole, went to South Carolina, and we figured out the plate that was on his vehicle, got the hit, and they made their arrest on it. And we would have never known that information without the license plate readers. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at another case example, and this was from a few years ago in California, but there was a, a carjacking. Uh, a gal was taking some trash to a dumpster, and... Uh, few people approached her and ended up um, confronting her with some firearms, stole her vehicle, locked her in the trash area. I think it's kind of one of those, you know, fenced-in um, areas like our recycling centers here in Lincoln. And then an hour later, there was a report of a neighboring jurisdiction, of similar carjacking. And um, so they had the license plate numbers of the, the vehicles, obviously, because they were stolen. They're entered into NCIC just the same as we would with or without license plate readers. But then the next day, there was a hit on that stolen vehicle, and they were able to take the suspect into custody. They found the weapons that were involved. They located some of the other evidence from the crimes. And they ended up getting a full confession and identified a sus- second suspect out of that. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of, you know, one thing can lead to another and lead to another. And this is just another piece in the puzzle that, that can help us put some of these things together. Another one that comes to mind to me, not locally, but it's certainly one that will resonate with, with people, uh, the, the murders of the college students in Moscow, Idaho. And I know that mm-hmm. the um, license plate reader data was a part of the the arrest warrant that was issued um, for the suspect in that case. 
And that was something, again, a piece, not the only thing, but it was a piece of the evidence that investigators were using to try and put that back together. So I, I guess, you know, for me, when I look at it is we are late to the game on this. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Boston Marathon bombing, those suspects, they figured out where they were, and uh, that was the initial. Um, they figured out the second suspect, such, second vehicle, yeah. because of that, and followed them around town and caught them. Yeah, and, and that's when the shootout uh, in, the, the, um, in Watertown in Watertown it occurred, yep. So I look at this as, you know, our, our mission here is to keep, keep Lancaster County a safe place to live, work, and play. And, and we, are, we are very invested in providing public safety to Lancaster County. And I guess the, with this being another tool in the toolbox, I just don't know why we wouldn't use it because we want, in, in law enforcement, we don't ever want to just send crime somewhere else. I mean, we want to, we want to stop crime wherever it happens, but our responsibility is here. And I, I just think that, uh, that we all feel pretty strongly that if, if we're sitting across the table from some criminals, we're not going to let you, we're not going to let you perpetrate your crimes here. If you kidnap a child in Lancaster County, if you rob a bank in Lancaster County, um, if, if you commit some sort of crime in Lancaster County, we're not going to make it easier for you to get away with that here. We're going to bring every tool to the table at our disposal to make Lancaster County a safe place. Well, that and, you know, people, your normal everyday citizens, we are way too busy to worry about where you're going and what you're doing and all that. And if you're not committing crimes, we have absolutely no reason or care uh, why you're going past our license plate reader. And, uh, um, and yeah, it's and there's so many che checks and balances, too, on, you know, when officers end up being able to use that you know you have to have a case number in there it, it marks when who's doing that you can't just randomly mm -hmm. go in there and start looking for plates and how how it went go ahead jason well and i was kind of going to go on top of that but with what john was saying i mean if you put yourself you flip yourself into the victim's shoes of yeah. whatever crime it is and you say hey lancash can you what can you do to find my kidnapped child yes. whatever it is or i was held up at gunpoint at my house yep. um you say, well, do you have the, is this technology out there? And we say, yeah. Say, well, can you get it? And you say, yeah. Well, what do you have it? Well, no. Why not? Yeah. You know, so I, we have the ability, we have the funds that, that won't affect, you know, through forfeited assets to make this work for the, for the county, yep. um, to make the citizens safer. And that's, that's really what it's all about. Um, and to jump back into what Ben was saying quickly about the, the checks and balances, but it's, uh, the system doesn't work. So if say, Ben Ben wants to look at a plate, right? He, there's not just a thing that he pulls up and just starts scrolling through plates. Mm -hmm. Does not exist. Mm -hmm. He can't look at it. Yep. It's got to be specific. Yeah. So, um, it's not as easy to locate stuff or um, misuse it. Right. The misuse is, is extremely extremely difficult. Like all the systems we have, we've had we've had them for years. Yep. And they're all very safeguarded and protected. And this is exactly the same thing. And I, I know that all, all four of us in this room, you know, we realize that this is a balance between there's, there's liberty, right? And then there's safety. And, you, and there's kind of that, that balance in between the two. And I think all, all of us recognize that. Absolutely. And well, why we have our Constitution. It, it is. And, uh, and so I, I think there's a way to take anything too far. But, I mean, Sheriff, would you say that that, that, that has been weighed into the decision-making? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I... You know, the laws that we have in Nebraska where the language was submitted by the ACLU and before anybody was employing LPRs anywhere in the state, we had a law that 
that prescribed how they should be used. And um, I'm sure, you know, it was based upon their constitutional parameters and, and mm-hmm. we follow those and, uh, and it, it's, you know, it's serving us well. Well, let's maybe talk about that a little bit, Jason, because I know that there's there's been some um, some concerns that have been raised about this by the ACLU and others. So, w- what are some of those that that you've heard? I mean, we've we've talked on them on here. They they feel like it's a invasion of your privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're, uh, what if there's a data breach? Right? What are you going to get out of that? Um, they feel like it might affect uh, people of color more than others. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, more policing. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be more enforcement. Um, and, and like I said, the reality is it's not an enforcement tool for us. It, it's a, it's one tool in the toolbox to hopefully help us stop major violent crime, mm-hmm. um, high profile crimes and be, be a stopping point for that crime as they're traveling across the country as opposed to a pass through point where they continue to commit crime. So, um, and I would say, you know, to, to that point, there are, there are members of minority communities here in Lancaster County that are victims too. And, and I don't think that we should turn our back on on those right. groups of people um, just out of out of fear that uh, that there may be, you know, a, an effect on the amount or increase or decrease in policing. Because like we talked about earlier, if anything, and we go through implicit bias training every year. Um, you, you and I were just sitting in the training a couple of days ago. Yeah. And one of the professor's recommendations um, this is a guy that studies this. It's his life's work. And, you know, they said, well, what, what can we do to combat implicit bias? And he said, well, do what you can to eliminate the human, you know, piece where you can. Well, that's exactly what this is doing. Instead right. of asking a, a deputy or an officer to, to sit on the side of the road and, and run license plates. And make a judgment on which cars to run. Yes. We're, we're leveraging technology to be more efficient and, and take that human element out so that right. we're not being overly selective on, on which plates are being run. So, and why do you want to protect the criminals? Yeah. I, I don't understand their, their logic on that. Well, we're certainly, you know, we're certainly interested in, in protecting people's rights um, and, and doing things the right way. That's why we have a policy. That's why we follow the, the statute. Um, but that's, that's, I think the, the piece that, uh, that we don't want to get lost on, on the listeners is that, we have victims in all of those communities too, and it's and we take that responsibility to them very seriously to investigate crimes, um, no matter who you are, where you came from. Yeah, if your child was kidnapped, wouldn't you want us to do everything possible to locate them as fast as we could? Right. And why would you take away a tool that has been proven to be able to assist in making those arrests? Any other ones that we didn't hit on, Jason, as far as cause some frequently asked questions or some concerns? Uh, they've talked about like third party who holds the data, right? Who's okay. who's in charge of it? Um, we are. Okay. Every plate that gets through our system, mm-hmm. it's run by our cameras, is owned by Lancaster County. Nobody can touch that. It's it's housed at the same place that they house the NCIC license plate, the, the big national database that the FBI is in charge of. Same system. Okay. Um, the only people that can access our data can are other law enforcement agencies who have a signed MOU mm-hmm. with us. And based off them um, signing that MOU, the, the data goes away just like it does with us. If they mm-hmm. want to check a plate and it comes up here, it's only going to come up if it's in, within 180 days. Okay. They have to enter a reason for running that. They have to enter a case number and a, and a reason for checking that plate that came up in our state, right? So mm-hmm. the same, uh, it's set up um, 
So They're following every, our state everything law. Everything is in, in line with Nebraska state law. Okay. Any law enforcement, and that's the only other people that have access to our data if we have a signed uh, MOU with them. Right? But again, that data is not faces. It's it's not names. It's not addresses. No. Um, it's it's license plates. Yep. Okay. Others. Um, the, the other thing I kind of mentioned is like it's like you guys had talked earlier. It, it's it's an older technology that's, that keeps getting better and better, right? So I can tell you, there's a huge difference in the cameras I had in 2017 to the cameras I have now. They are they they take way better photographs. They get a lot more of the the car. So instead of getting 50 percent, you might get 90, right? So the technology is getting better, mm-hmm. which is good for for what you're for what you're putting into it. And and then I think the public perception is changing a lot. It has mm-hmm. in that it used to be this big, big thing. Oh, you don't, why would we do that? And then something terrible happens somewhere and they catch them because of license plates, mm-hmm. yep. the plate readers. Um, you know, Tennessee was one of the last states that passed um, a bill to support that in the state. And they had total bipartisan support with zero, with zero no votes. And it was all Democratic senators that, that proposed the bill. Mm-hmm. Right. So that tells me that there's the politics aisle everyone kind of has got to a point to think, yeah, maybe this is a pretty good thing. Yeah. Maybe our safety is important. You're still going to have some of the outliers with, with the ACLU and they're going to say, well, Hey, we don't, we still have our reservations about that. But I really feel like the public perception is, is correct with law enforcement's intent mm-hmm. and, and what's able to be done with these things. And the bottom line is it's going to make the community safer and make law enforcement more, more uh, successful at solving crime quickly. Other thoughts you know i'm just this has been a huge process for us to get through it jason and and i and and captain pashong have been working really hard for the last three or four years on trying to get this up because we do believe wholeheartedly that it is going to help the citizens on this and i'm just jason's been uh beating the drum on this for a long time and i'm really happy uh, that he continued and did not give up and that uh, it's going to come to fruition and i really just appreciate all the work he's done yeah i mean and even um just to add on to that there's and we didn't talk much about it, there's several other agencies in nebraska that have the same thing we have right now with some mobile readers and they're doing a great job with them and they're trying to expand to state agencies and some other people that are have agreed and got permission and they're also going to be involved in the line to hopefully help the citizens and not just Lancaster County, but the entire state of Nebraska yeah. to, to be safer. So that's, it's just encouraging from a, from a standpoint of mm. when we did try to solve crime, when we had nothing like this available mm-hmm. to knowing what it can do for us now. And it's, it's pretty amazing. And I know people like, oh, and I've been asked, are you going to expand um, in, in this technology? And I guess the, the, answer right now is one, it's pretty expensive to, mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. But two, it, we're going to take a good look at how, how successful this is. I believe it will be. And uh, if we are getting real positive um, things from this, we will be looking at putting, placing them at, at different locations and in, in doing that. So, um, but we're not going to just go starting right now. We're going to evaluate and go from there, but, and we're not going to take them off the cars because, um, uh, we're going to continue to do that because uh, there's other times where there can be a, a homicide in an apartment complex, and instead of having an investigator try to walk by and write every license plate down that's in the parking lot, you can drive through there with one of these cars, get all that information in the plates, and then if something pops up, you have it. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. just lots of different ways that this can assist. Yep. 
Well, I, uh, I just appreciate everybody's time today and, and going through this issue. I think, you know, we've, 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 we've picked on a few concerns that are out there. Um, but I, I think there are some well-intentioned people that, that just have questions about this and it may be from a lack of understanding. Um, it may be just, uh, not having, you know, a, a realistic picture of what this technology is and what it isn't. But, uh, I hope that this has answered some of those questions and, and been able to fill in that information gap for people that, that do still have them. I, I think for me, you know, if, if there is that, that person out there that has that question, a law abiding citizen about whether or not this is going to be taking, taken, um, you know, uh, uh, an impact uh, towards their privacy. I guess I would look at, at your example, you know, Jason, of what's what's the expectation um, of our of our citizens here? And I don't want to have to have that conversation with them when they are the victim of a crime that technology exists, but that for whatever reason, we we haven't taken the step to, to use it. So... Or we chose not to. Or we chose yeah. not to. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's, uh, it's important that we use all the tools at our disposal to, to fight crime. Last thing I'd add, I know that uh, the legislature looked at uh, amending some of the, the plate reader statute a little bit to make it uh, work a little bit better, make some, uh, clear some things up so it's, it's a little easier to comprehend. It's, it, it's not the easiest bill to read and understand. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they, made, they went to do that, and I'm super appreciative of those efforts, and they've met with us and talked with us, and I, I would just reiterate that uh, at the end of that we are trusted in our profession with a lot of people's things that do affect their privacy yes right a lot and we have a lot of access with programs um that, that do they, that we can we can dig on some people right mm-hmm. um, because of our investigative nature of our work um but the plate readers themselves the the things that we could glean from that or the the, the information that we get from that is is comparatively very minute yeah. as far as a, a privacy concern or, or someone's personal identifying information or things that you could glean from that. Um, and so th- they had attached something on the end of that, that bill to make it like a, they wanted to make it a class four felony for any <coughs> misuse of the system. Mm-hmm. And, and comparatively to what we deal with, which already have parameters set up in state statute for. Yeah. There's already misuse. penalties for misusing right. those databases where there is that personal identifying information. Right. And, and so it was just a, knee-jerk reaction, I think, from some other agencies that decided, that, well, what if we did this? Would you take that? And I think that's kind of a... And the frustrating thing is... It's a the, scare tactic. Yeah, and those agencies weren't even running license plate readers that, that were making some of the comments. So I, I just, yeah, and I just yeah. don't think they maybe understood what they could really do with it. So right. I'm not advocating for, well, hey, you need to do whatever you need to do with this. There should be oversight, and that's what there is with our office. That's yeah. what there is with all of law enforcement, and that's how the system's set up yep. um, to have oversight. And... Um, and we already have penalties um, established for any law enforcement or civilian who misuses that data, that info, um, and, and criminal penalties for that. And I don't think there needs to be additional things on top because this one, you know, is different. Yeah, you know, it's well, just a little weird. I hope I hope that this episode has helped answer a lot of those questions and and bridge that information gap a little bit. Um, we're not going to be able to talk about everything that comes to license plate readers in in forty five minutes, but. Uh, Hopefully we've, we've addressed at least some of the questions that are out there in the community and, and we'll continue to do that as we go forward. So thanks yeah, guys. Thank, yeah. Thank John for coming up with this idea. I think, you know, we've been in the news several different times of late just because of those. And I think doing this and just being able to talk about it and, uh, we're totally 100% transparent. If people have any questions, by gosh, 
please send them to us and we'd be more than happy and, to answer. And them. our policy is on our website. It is. Um, our license plate reader policy is on our website, um, lancaster.ne.gov slash sheriff. And uh, you can go there and read it for yourself. So cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. that brings us to the end of today's episode of the 902 podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this discussion of automatic license plate readers and the technology and how we intend to deploy it within Lancaster County in the coming months. If you have any additional questions about what you heard on this episode or future topics, be sure to send us an email, lso at lancaster.ne.gov. You can also find more episodes of the 902 podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. And be sure to connect with us on social media at LSO Nebraska across Facebook, Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. Thanks for listening.